Summer Sundays are meant for freshly cut grass, ballpark dogs, and the best baseball talk you can find. So kick back with your bacon and eggs and pour yourself a mimosa while Phillies announcer Greg Murphy and Green Legion Radio's Chris Sack break down your fighting fills and take you around the league right now on Baseball Brunch. Play ball! Good evening, Philadelphia, and welcome in to Bud Light Baseball Brunch live on 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler on a Friday evening. It's no longer Bud Light Baseball Brunch right now. It's Bud Light Baseball Brunch slash happy hour. And if you've watched the Phillies at all over the last week, you definitely need a happy hour or two. I'm Chris Sack of Green Legion Radio, and again, Murph is not with us this week. Uh, hoping to have Murph back for next week's broadcast it could be the season ender it could be a playoff preview i'm not optimistic when i was texting with murph the other night he was totally optimistic saying that mathematically it was almost impossible uh that they would blow this lead to the brewers and lo and behold two and a half games later here we are right down the stretch and as it happens uh but i am hoping to have murph back next thursday along with us and along with you guys uh, that way we could either do our season-ending show uh, or we can talk playoff baseball heading into next weekend. But sitting in with me tonight, and again, thank you to Luis Dominguez and Unhappy Gilmore for joining us last week. You guys are awesome. Uh, we had a lot of positive feedback on the show last week based off of you two appearing and uh, really you know, taking the bull by the horns and, and, and joining in and, and having a lot of fun talking baseball, and that's what we do here on Bud Light Baseball Brunch. But I'm joined by my producer and my co-host on Green Legion Radio. Uh, you guys know him as Slash. You can call him the Gobbler. Kyle, not a maker. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? A whole lot of uh, nothing, apparently, Sack. Um, (laughs) As you know, we pre-record on Thursday nights, and there's a big goose egg this afternoon that we have to address. And I don't want to fill in Murph's shoes. First of all, that's impossible to do. But I just mean from the optimistic end. I cannot be the optimistic guy here. I don't think there can be any optimism after what we've been watching these last couple days. I think this is going to be a... yeah, I, I I think this is going to be a pretty negative show, and I I I feel bad going against the the wishes of Murph, of my co-host, my co-pilot here on Bud Light Baseball Brunch. I I feel bad for doing that. Uh, I'm not sure if Murph is tuning in on Friday night. I'm assuming he probably is not doing so because the Phillies should be playing the second game in the back to back of a of a doubleheader in Washington. They moved that up from Saturday because we have. Uh, Hurricane Ian that's coming up the East Coast. Uh, so we're not sure what the weather is going to be like on Saturday and Sunday here in the Delaware Valley. But we're hoping that we can get in. They have no choice. They, so one way or another this weekend, slash, they have to get in four baseball games because of the way things are working out um, as far as the, the Major League Baseball schedule. Because the season comes to an end on Wednesday, and everybody's supposed to be off on Thursday leading into a three-game series. Going up, uh, you know, for for wild card weekend. So we'll see how things go. But you know what? Like in times of crisis like this, with Hurricane Ian, and if you're just watching the Phillies, you need some life insurance or you need some insurance in general. And that's why you go to our good friends at your local State Farm agent, which combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. You could combine your home and auto, and guess what? You'll get that's right, good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, State Farm agent David Vuso is your go-to agent for the service you deserve. 
deserve at the price you want. So try combining home and auto today. State Farm agent Dave Bavuso will help you mix and match things perfectly. Call 856-740-5012 for your surprisingly great rates. That's 856-740-5012. Or you can stop by his location in Williamstown, New Jersey. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. All right, so let's get out of the box here on this on this you know Thursday night recording. Uh, I know both Slash and I are looking forward to actually watching some winning sports tonight. If Slash, if you didn't, Take a notice here because we're not together right now. We're not in the same house. We're not in the same studio. We're recording on StreamYard. So Slash is at his house. I'm at mine. And if you've taken note to something here, you have you have yet to, to comment about it. For the first time in baseball brunch history, I am not wearing a single piece of Phillies gear on my entire body. I don't even think that goes for baseball brunch. I think that just goes in general. Well, no. When we do when we do eagle shows, I'm wearing eagle stuff. When we're doing, you know, when me and Diaz used to do ice to shorts, which is more of a Diaz show. I mean, it's he's the reason why we haven't done it in a while. But uh, you know, I I do rock my Flyers gear uh, on occasion when the Sixers are actually not choking in the second round, which is few and far between. I'm wearing my Sixers gear, but I am not wearing a shred of Phillies. That is how upset I am. That is how ticked off I am with this team right now because it's the same old song and dance. It's the same thing year in and year out. And I have some friends of mine that have been texting me today, you know, oh man, you got to stay optimistic. You got to keep the faith. You got to, you know, this team is still possible. I, I, I have no idea. If anybody is more optimistic than me in my lifetime with my sports teams, I would love to meet them because in this circumstance slash, I just can't do it anymore. I can't put on a facade. I can't put on a smile and act like this is a happy place for me to be in because it's not like, I, I, I hearken back to this all the time. The Phillies haven't made the playoffs in 11 years. 11 years. It's been so long. I wasn't even dating my wife at the time when the Phillies last made the playoffs. I obviously was not a father. I didn't have kids. I was 26 years old old at the time well no i wasn't even 26 i was i was 25 i mean like holy crap how life has changed i saw something today on uh, my buddy pat house is a big big supporter of the program pat posted something today that the last time the phillies made the playoffs in october 2021 there was 1812 blockbusters that were still existing at the time like that right there just shows the reflection of what we've been through over the last 11 years. The, the Seattle Mariners are going to make the playoffs. They're going to end the longest drought in major league right now in 21 years. They haven't made the playoffs since 2001. The Phillies will be the longest serving team to not make the playoffs in major league baseball. If they choke this away after having a four and a half game lead in the wild card last week, they are going to choke this away and uh, slash i want your opinions i want your thoughts on this uh, and, like if we're going to qualify this as a sack attack please go ahead and put it out there because this right here is unacceptable it, to me heads have to roll if this 
does not turn around and they don't get into the playoffs. At this point, I think all of us will just take them sneaking into the playoffs, just backing into the playoffs, finding some way to get in. And like, you know, then you could be optimistic. Oh, anything could happen when you get into the playoffs. Like this team right here is just ridiculously despicable when it comes to the end of seasons. Here is the reason why I'm not optimistic. This would be five consecutive years of choke jobs in September where they've had a shot to get into the playoffs or they've had destiny in their own hands. In 2018, they lost nine of their final 11. 2019, lost nine of their final 12. 2020, seven of their final eight they lost. And last year, they lost six of their final seven games. This team, and I, I said this to Mike Scott, who's a supporter of the program and one of my best friends. He was texting me earlier, and he's like, oh, man, you know, he's one of the guys. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. This is a different team. They lost Harper earlier in the year. They turned, you know, they, they, they you know, kept things going. I, I, I look at it like this. To me, this team is like a is like a good team that doesn't have a closer, a ninth inning guy, right? Like everything is gravy. You have good starting pitching, you have a good offense, you have a good bullpen, but when you get to the ninth, you don't have a guy that can nail it down. This team doesn't have a guy that can nail it down in the ninth inning of a season, not a game, a season. And when the th- when you know the temperature rises to its highest and you get to that boiling point of a season at the end of it, Slash, where everything is push your chips straight to the middle of the table and figure it out and find your way and grind it out and win ball games. this team has proven time and time and time and time and time again that they can't do it. And to me, that's the most frustrating thing about watching this baseball team because they they, they want to say all the right things, but when the time comes at the end of the season, they choke. And I'm sick and tired of it because the fan base deserves better than this. The city deserves better than this. And we need to we need to expect and demand better than this from these players because we used to we put the blame on Kapler, then we put the blame on Girardi. Are you gonna put the blame on, on Rob Thompson? Two? No, it's the same guys in this clubhouse year in and year out that don't get the job done. And that's the reason why we're going on 11, almost on 12 years without breaking into the postseason. Yeah, but my my thing is, it's not all homegrown talent. Like for the last five years, the last, you know, 10 years since you had the Rollins, Victorino, Ellie Howard era, you've been picking free agency, the players from free agency from here, there, everywhere. And you're still getting the same result. Like you mentioned, you have three different managers in the last five years. So you can't just like say like in a Sixers scenario, like, oh, it's time to blow it up. You got to blow it up. You got to, you know, start all over. Fire Brett Brown. Fire Fire Doc Rivers, right? I mean. But you've had different teams and different atmospheres in these last five years. You you have what I think is a consistent leader in Bryce Harper. Okay, maybe you know Reese Hoskins is Reese Hoskins. You have some of these homegrown talents that might not be like great leadership, but it, it's not to a point where your team has been building for five years and it's not just it's just not working out. Like this is the fifth different team in five years because they live off a of free agency. It's why we have no farm system. Like, what do you do? Are you supposed to stick with this team and just hope and pray that they don't fall apart again next year? Or do you go out and retool because retooling doesn't seem to, to work either. Is it a culture thing? Cause it didn't seem to be a culture thing in the middle of the summer. Like, what is it? What is the answer to this? Yeah. I mean, you look at it like what, what you said. I mean, we're talking about we're this is going back to 2018 
And majority of this core has been together since 2019. That's when they brought in Segura. That's when they brought in Harper and Real Muto. Um, you know, Zach Wheeler came in a, a year. <laughs> no, Didi, Didi was 2020. Okay. Uh, but Wheeler came in in 2020. And, like, you know, I, I know it, it's hard to put a lot of stock in the 2020. It was 60 games. Anybody can get hot or anybody can get cold. But, like, all they had to do at the end of that season in that series against the Rays was win one game, and they couldn't do it. They had Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola on the hill that weekend, and they couldn't win a ball game against a team that didn't even need to get in. Well, that's it's the just, other thing is, is Nola. It's, you know, you place some of the blame on uh, September Nola. He, he always, you know, falters. Not Bailey Falter. But uh, this year he's, he's faltered the last like, couple times out. That Bailey Falter. Bailey has faltered <laughs> yeah. the last couple times. Exactly. Well, what do you expect? It's Bailey Falter. I was making fun of him earlier this season. He he's well, held, uh, you know, some ground and won some pretty big games. Bailey Falter was actually sitting behind me in Washington D.C. when we were down there at the game on Sunday. Oh, he so heard the kiss of death. Hey, hey, no, he just pitched on Saturday. It's not my yeah, fault. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but this year you can't blame Noah. Noah's been good. You know, not you know, ace worthy. Cause I don't think he's ever going to be an ace, but good enough to the, the point where you can't place blame on him and the pitching staff. It, it's now it's the offense. The offense all of a sudden can't hit three runs against the Cubs. Are you kidding me? Owen six, a season sweep against a, a, a bottom feeding club. Where like, I just don't have answers. I don't where, have answers. Where did this start though? If you, if, if you look at it for me, this whole week was snowballed into this because of Sunday, the, the Sunday game against the Braves. Like, and if you look back at it, I was thinking the same thing. If you look back at it, that game could have been the end of the season, the start yeah. of the end of the season. You had a shot to take three or four against one of the best teams in major league baseball you had an opportunity, and you had bottom 10, nobody out, runner on second. And, and, and then I, I look at it like this. I, I flipped out. I, Tuesday night, I flipped out. I, I lost control. Like, every, every like I, I felt like everything in me was, was just completely melting because uh, that ninth inning was pathetic. Pathetic. Like, here, let me let me break this down here for you, okay? Phillies are down 2-1, top nine, Wrigley Field. Bryce Harper comes up. Hughes is still pitching. Hughes was lights out in the eighth inning, but he's a lefty. So Hughes comes back because he's going to face Harper, and that's it. Harper, one pitch, bang, single in the left field, okay? Next batter, JT Rumuto comes up. They make a pitching change. They bring in a right-handed pitcher. So what happens? One pitch. JT Romuto grounds into a fielder's choice. He beats out the double play ball to first base uh, to uh, yeah, with the, with the throw to first base. So Alec Bone comes up still only one out. You're feeling pretty good about yourself now. Like it's okay. Like obviously you'd want Bryce still on base um, probably ahead of JT in that circumstance. Cause you want a runner in scoring position. What happens? One pitch Alec Bone game ending double play. I, I don't understand. Like, these guys have been trying to say all the right things this season. For a large portion of it, they've been right. You know, runners in scoring position, the Phillies have the highest batting average in all of Major League Baseball. So they've been doing not, things not right for big for, – Yeah, for 
exactly. But for a large portion of the season, they have. And you hear the guys all the time. Oh, well, you know, with this kind of a lineup, we're so deep that we don't have to sit here and feel like we have to get the job done. Well, you'll pass the baton to the next guy. You can't do that right now. You can't pass the baton to the next guy. And and newsflash to you guys as well. You can't hit a three-run home run when no one's on base. Uh, you know, there's there's, you know, positional baseball or, or situational baseball like you have to be smart about how you play the game and the Phillies haven't done that lately I got a question for you Slash though if you, yeah. if you look at the record and you look at how things have turned around Rob Thompson is still an interim manager for this yeah, team no reason to change anything till the end of the season correct uh, listen he's done a wonderful job this season but if this team doesn't make it to the playoffs is he coming back as your manager next year? Because I've had people back in July that were trying to make him the manager and sign him to a contract extension. I, I think you have to go out there and see what you can get. And I know we're, we're probably a little snake bitten by, you know, like the new Vogue type guy. We got bit by Kapler on that. Uh, the old school, you know, throwback manager and Joe Girardi. But if you look at these other teams, I, I'm, this is not a shot at Rob Thompson at all. There's an advantage in the clubhouse in New York with the Mets because they have Buck Showalter. There's an advantage in Atlanta with a, with a manager who has won a World Series and now is on the brink of maybe winning five consecutive and all these titles in Brian Schnicker. The, this team, as far as like, you know, having the leadership role in that clubhouse is far and away from what those two teams are and what they have culturally in their clubhouse. And again, that's not a shot to Rob Thompson, but you have to do your due diligence to see who the hell's out there because you might have to make a change at the top to get these guys' asses in gear. Yeah, well, I, I think I would do in the offseason maybe a, a, a quick glance, if you will, but I'm not actively shopping for a new manager. I mentioned it in the beginning of this segment, beginning of the show. I, I do want to see some consistency. I, I can't keep a revolving door in this Phillies clubhouse. I need consistency. I need I as think far I'm as a manager is concerned. Or as far as a manager, about- I'm talking about the entire organization. Players like, too. So players too. So yeah, you, but like, I think it start it starts at manager. Like give this guy a full year with a team. You know, bringing a full team back without having to ticket free agency again, you know, have these guys start out slow because they don't have a, you know, a committed culture. I think you got to give Rob Thompson a full year, give him some consistency going into next year and an off season, you know, that's, you know, the, the, the way he's turned this team around, I think he's deserved at least a full off season with this squad. Okay. So seven games left to go. Obviously, by the time we air on 102.5 Fox Sports, the gambler on Friday be, night from 8 to yeah, 9. There'll be a half we'll, game behind Milwaukee. Well, we don't know what's going on Milwaukee tonight on Thursday when we're recording. We don't know what's going on um, you know, with the 1 o'clock game on Friday between the Phillies and Nats. And then the, the other game is probably being played as we speak. Seven games to go slash any reason at all for optimism. Do you have any? No, not at all. And again, I, I don't know where the optimism would come from. I, I could try and reach as far as I could, but I, I don't know what I could even pull out of my ass. Like, <laughs> I, I don't have any optimism. You look at the last five years, what's happened. And in this year, you have a team that's, you know, hit lights out, you know, through July, August. You think September, this is going to be different. This is going to be a change. They have legitimate professional hitters on this team. And 
the performance they're putting together is just a complete choke job. I don't understand it. Oh, and by the way, one of the easiest schedules down the stretch in Major League Baseball, and they can't get it together. So until they miraculously prove that they can, you know, get their head out of their, you know what, I, I don't have any optimism. I don't I, see how I could. I want to say that there should reason for optimism because this weekend you're playing the Nationals. You're 12-2 and two against the Nationals this season. Uh, you've thoroughly dominated them. You've beat them eight times in a row. You want to know why I don't have optimism is because of the starting pitching this weekend. You know, Bailey Falter hasn't looked good his last two starts. Noah Syndergaard, yeah, forget that. Yeah. And then Kyle Gibson has been terrible. Like, I, I don't even know. You got four games going this weekend. Who the hell is pitching? I mean, like, they want to line up Wheeler, Nola, and Suarez on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday down in, uh, you know, th- this weekend. I-, I guess that's how they want to line it up because if you – if Wheeler pitches on Monday – what is that? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No, Wheeler's going to pitch on Sunday then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I guess Nola will pitch. Nola will pitch on Monday and Houston Suarez on, on Tuesday. Who the hell is pitching in, in game 162? Exactly. Uh, I guess, I guess you're throwing Bailey Falter out there and that, in that equation. Uh, yeah, I then, just then, do not, I, I don't feel positive with the three guys. Like I want to say I'm positive about Falter, but yeah. You know, Syndergaard and Gibson throwing against, against the Washington Nationals this weekend. I, 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 I don't feel positive about that at all, Slash. I just don't. I, I, I look at it, you know, I, I guess in the grand scheme of things, you want to sit there and go, oh, well, you know, like, yeah, but if you would have saved the pitchers, you know, you would have saved your big guns for the National Series, who would you have pitched against the Cubs? I don't know. Couldn't have gotten any worse. They didn't score any runs anyway. Could you imagine sitting in April and saying, you know, down the stretch, the final weekend of the season, we're going to have to rely on Bailey Falter and Noah, Noah Syndergaard and Kyle Gibson. I would thought we were in like a, you know, some different universe, but to back your point. Yeah. Um, all the optimism from, from your, you're saying from your friends, uh, they're probably saying the same thing. Well, they got the Nats this weekend. So let's pump the brakes. Everything's good. We were saying the same thing when they started the series against Chicago. Yeah. You got your three best pitchers going and Chicago's a bottom feeder. And if that doesn't lose hope and you get swept and you don't lose hope, at all then i i feel sorry for you like i and when this weekend when they collapse that's me being really pessimistic when they well, collapse the brewers, the brewers are up to nothing as I we, know. as we speak it's all fallen into place so here comes the pessimism when they collapse this weekend don't come crying to us and say what happened because we damn well know this was going to happen uh let's pump out a break and then come back and keep the rain coming baby well, listen, speaking of the rain, you know who brings the rain is Aaron Judge. And I want to talk a little bit about Aaron Judge. I want to talk Aaron. I want to talk Albert Pools. Uh, I, I want to talk uh, what you would do with one of those historical baseballs if you were to catch it. Uh, so we're going to have a little bit of fun with that for sure. But our good friends, Premier Window Cleaning, they're the window leading window cleaning company in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. They have over 30 years experience. They offer commercial and residential window cleaning, pressure washing, parking garage cleaning, graffiti removal, post-construction cleaning. Every employee is trained, certified, and goes through an extensive background check at Premier Window Cleaning. Your satisfaction level needs to be 100% as no job is complete until you're happy. With clients like Lincoln Financial Field, Comcast, Chop Roberts, and University of Pennsylvania, you cannot go wrong. For more information and a full list of services, give them a call, 267-534-5198. That's 
888-5198 or head to their website, wehatedirtywindows.com. That's wehatedirtywindows.com. Coming up on the other side, again, we're going to go around the league. We're going to try and get off the Phillies for a little bit here, even though I tend to want to be on the pessimistic side just a little bit more. But we'll find out right on the other side. 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler. Bud Light Baseball Brunch. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. So, second segment here on Bud Light Baseball Brunch on 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler. We're brought to you by our friends over at the Ludlum Bar and Grill at 4000 Landis Avenue in Seattle City. Listen, summer might be over, but the party never stops. That's why you got to get yourself over and check out the Ludlum Bar and Grill and drink some of that La Costa Lemonade. I've been talking about it all summer since our show down there on July 33rd, uh, July 23rd. It was such a great time, so much fun. I even sound like I had a La Costa Lemonade just now <laughs> uh, as I was stumbling through my words. I didn't even know that there was 33 days in July. But nonetheless, I can't tell you how much I can appreciate what they did for us down there. We had a three-hour show. It was Bud Light Baseball Brunch with myself and Murph. And then we had the whole Green Legion radio team outside of Slash down there alongside uh, Eagles legendary wide receiver Irving Fryer. So much fun. It's a great time. You guys need to check it out. Go to their website at ludlumhotel.com. That's Ludlum, L-U-D-L-A-M, hotel.com. Or call them at 609-263-7829. That's 609 609- Two six three seven eight two nine for all your reservation dining or entertainment questions. The Ludlam Bar and Grill or Hotel Ludlam Hotel, your new oasis in Seattle City. All right, let's get going here. Let's talk a little bit outside of the Phillies. I, you know, my I am a baseball fan. I do love baseball, and I I'm making contingency plans slash contingency plans. Yeah, it's because- we, we need to we need to level it out a little bit because it, it was starting to get a, a little ugly at the. The end of that last segment. It was, but everybody knows over the last few weeks, I have been saying that wherever the Phillies would be on October 7th, I would be there too. So whether they were in Atlanta, New York City, or St. Louis, which now the only option is St. Louis. They're not going to catch the Padres, even if they can go, you know, go back over the Brewers at some point and magically make the playoffs. But my wife and I are making contingency plans. We're talking if the Blue Jays hold off the Rays for the second wild card spot and they have home field or the top wild card spot and they have home field advantage in the wild card round. I've never been to Toronto. So we're looking at flights, uh, $600 round trip for the Ooh. two of us. Uh, so we're talking about going there for game one. Uh, so that's an option. That's an option. Uh, like it would be another ballpark. I get the knock off the list. I think that would be active ballpark in 19. So I will be watching playoff baseball somewhere, but Phillies, you better bet your ass. I am going to be coming for you all day long. If it's not you in St. Louis. So let's have a little bit of fun here. Yeah, you, better book the, you better book that flight. <laughs> I'm not booking flights until I know where the hell I'm going first. <laughs> so it might be Wednesday night when I'm booking flights. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little Aaron judge here. Slash. So the other night he ties Roger Maris at 61 for the American league home run record. Your thoughts. Is he the true home run King? If he gets to 62 and beyond, or do you still consider Barry bonds, the home run King? I hate Barry bonds. I hate Barry bonds. I hate the whole steroid era. I, I, I hate everything about it. I would consider Aaron judge to be the home run King. Because Barry Bonds is just 
not only is what he did just completely unethical to the game of baseball, but he's also just a jerk off the field too. And there's nothing to like about that guy. I I got to give it to to Aaron Judge. Yeah, as much we, as I hate the Yankees, I do hate the Yankees. <laughs> Sorry, I Adam. Think, I I think we want to say that he's a home run king, but the the record books are always going to reflect in front of him is going to be Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa. Those guys will be. Um, I I look at it from the context of I, I'm happy to see somebody do it. Um, you know, outside of those names. Uh, especially all these years later, 20 years later. I, it, it's hard in this day and age to sit here and say, I truly believe that he is legit 100%, that he's legit, that he's done everything the right way. Because uh, at one point, I was a fool, and I, I defended Ryan Braun. Uh, and, and, that, and that guy was a large disappointment in, in, Another in the end. Another unlikable guy. Yeah, but I, I, would, I liked him before he became a complete and utter jackass. Um, so I, I want to say that he is, uh, but I say it with a little side of caution because I, I, you never know uh, with what these guys can do. I just want to look at him as a large athlete. Was he six eight? I, I, I want to just say that it's just how he's built and how he's supposed to perform. Um, but at the same time, you got to give mad, mad credit, mad respect. He's he's turned into a great baseball player. He bet on himself. He's going to get paid this off season. Uh, how do you feel for the dude who just missed catching that ball? His name was Frankie Lasagna. I'm not making this up. Like the guys like Lasagna. Lasagna. His name is G and everything. Frankie Lasagna. He G. missed. He missed the ball. He brought the glove. He missed the ball. It went down in the Blue Jays bullpen. So Judge got the ball from the Blue Jays bullpen and gave it to his mother. But how old is Frankie Lasagna? Uh, he looked like he's somewhere in his mid forties. Okay, so that already yeah goes mid to, your, mid to late forties. That goes against your curriculum. Shouldn't be bringing your mitt to the ballpark anyway. In your you know, I I thought about this last Karma. night. I, I I thought about this last night. Okay, if you have an opportunity to catch a home run ball and make millions of dollars, there's an I, exception. I might I might throw the etiquette out the window. But if, <laughs> if, if, no, if stick your guns, damn dude, it. If, if if I'm Frankie Lasagna, my my body is flying over the wall, down into the Blue Jays bullpen, and oh, I'm risking my life. I, dude, I I do not care. I I never have to be in another Blue Jays ballpark, another game at all. If I'm getting that ball, and what are the cops going to take it from you and clinch it out of your your cold dead fingers on yeah. the way out of the ballpark? No, that's your ball. You went and got it. So for me, it's worth never seeing a game ever again at Rogers Center. If that ball's in my hands, I'm cashing it in for a million or two million dollars. Like, dude, I'm diving. My whole body is falling with my glove over over into the Blue Blue Jays bullpen. If I'm Frankie Lasagna. Wow. So you're not sticking true to your guns on the etiquette. I mean, his name. You're a soft man. His name could be Frankie Tour of Italy. It could be Frankie Ravioli. No, it's Frankie Lasagna. Frankie Lasagna. And if you the see him, he guy. he looks like he eats a lot of lasagna. Oh, really? See, yeah. I don't know. I got to pull up what this guy looks like. So. I mean, he's not uber fat. I mean, like, yeah. I, I, he's got maybe a couple extra handles on there. Yeah. Is he but, Italian? Uh... <laughs> 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 All right. So another historical home run was hit over the last week. Slash pool holes hit 700 last weekend, becoming only the fourth player ever to hit 700. Joining Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth. Which record do you have more of an appreciation for? The single season home run record 
which if you or the American League home run record, historical value going over 61, being the first legit one to do it almost 61 years to the day that Roger Maris hit 61. Or do you look at it from the longevity standpoint, getting over 700? Which one do you hold in more esteem? I think you got to go with the longevity standpoint. I mean, to play at a high level for 20 plus years, I think this is 22nd season. I mean, everybody knows a player that had, you know, had a really uplifting year and then we're never heard from again. Brady Anderson. Yeah. There you go. How about Jose Bautista had what three good years and then just fell off the map. Yeah. But but I mean, it was at least three, at least three, but and I'm not saying Aaron Judge is a, a flash in the pan, but you're comparing one season to two decades of, of high-level play. And, and what Albert Albert Pujols has been able to do has been impeccable. I mean, I grew up watching him. He's my favorite non-Philly of all time and, and just a class act. But to do what he's done, and I, if he didn't have those injuries in L.A., I think he would have a really good chance to break the record. Um, but just what he's done in these 20-plus years – I mean, just look at the company he's part of. It's insane, and hats off to Albert. I'm, I'm happy for him, man. Not a, not much of a, uh, um, you know, better baseball player to to like than Albert Pujols. Yeah, I, I, I look at it from this context. Okay, this is not spatting on anybody. Uh, what Hank Aaron did throughout the course of his career, with all the longevity that he had and the numbers that he put up. But I don't think my, my I don't think my man ever hit over fifty in a season. I mean, like you know, he for for a good portion he was in the thirties and the forties. And I can appreciate a guy racking up and piling up the numbers. That one season to do something that special. And if you look at it, if you look at it from from the you know the context of things, hitting over sixty and hitting over seven hundred. If you're looking at guys that did it the right way, and you want to say, just like with Judge, you want to say that Pujols did it the right way, you know, there's three guys that hit over 700 legit that you know, uh, but there's a bunch of guys that are knocking at that door, like A-Rod, who's close, that you question, right? Like, to me, 61, there's only three guys that have ever gone over Roger Maris, and all of them were tied to juice. All of them. And, like, Maris did something – that nobody else, like back in the day when Babe Ruth was hitting 58, 59, and 60, there was nobody. I think he was hitting more home runs than entire teams at the time. And like, look at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was, <laughs> the performance enhancing drugs for the Babe were hot dogs, you know? Yeah, yeah but, exactly. But Maris to do he what he did. He was drinking the juice. It was different juice. <laughs> and, there was, and there was so much hatred for Maris because, like, he was a Yankee, but so many people – like revered the babe that they hated seeing what Maris was doing. And he was doing it despite all the death threats and the hate mail that he was getting uh, for judge to, to be received with all this love and affection for his chase for it. I feel bad for the Roger Maris family that have, that had to go to like nine Yankees games at home and then had to use their passports to get into Toronto to go watch and break the record. Uh, but I, I, to me, it's like that one season. It's like you always remember that special season. It's it, it's it's better that way. I mean, Adam, I, I know it's all it's all. We're just strictly talking about home runs here. And, yeah. and by the way, Pujols had seven seasons of forty plus. He hit forty nine one season, but never hit over fifty. Never hit over fifty. But I mean, just the career he he's had. He's never had. He's never struck out a hundred times in a season for a guy with that power. 
He's walked more than he's he struck out in I want to say half of his seasons, if not more. And is a two ninety seven career hitter. It's just insane what he's been able to do for these twenty two years. He's one of the best to ever do it, and it, it, it's pretty easy to see that the machine. Um, after last week's recording, Adam Lewis and I were talking about about this. Oh, Adam and I thought I, I thought you said Adam Lewis. I'm like, who's no, Adam Lewis? No, no, Adam, Adam Lewis and I were yes. talking after there last week's show. If you caught either of those historic baseballs or the one when Judge hit 62, what do you do with it? Keep it and sell it? Or give it back to the players so you can meet them, get autographs, merchandise, tickets, you know, kind of like that dude with the Tom Brady ball who, you know, oh, here's season tickets for next year. Like, yeah, like, come on. Like, seriously, if I have something in my hands that's going to be worth a million or two, dude, write the check or I'm going to sell it to somebody that will. And I am as ethical a baseball fan as it possibly gets. I'm all about history. I'm everything about that. But when you're talking, you know, God, at least $500,000, which can be life altering. Yes. Yeah. At least or a million, $1.5, million. I'm sorry, man. Like, listen, you're one of my favorite players. I love you. You know, my man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I love you so much, but at the end of the day, man, you're not paying my bills. I'm yeah, taking this ball, exactly. and if your team or your team owner or you or Major League Baseball or the Players Association or Rob Manford is not going to sign a check for me for what I'm looking for, <laughs> my man, I'm walking out of the stadium with this, and I'm going to go sell it to somebody that will give me that coin. I don't um, care. It's exactly all about the bread, baby. All about I'm the bread. all on board with you. Cut me a check, and I'll give you the ball. I mean, you guys have the money that you could, you know, make me a wealthy man. Damn, if if that ball means so much to you and it's worth that much money, match the guy's salary, yearly salary. Give me that 40 mil, baby. I'm going high. And then we can barter from there. Maybe I'll settle for a couple mil. But uh, I agree. I, cut me a check because merchandise, that Tom Brady situation was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh. Uh, season tickets. Oh, thanks, sir. Oh, oh, Tom, nice to meet you. It's a, it's a pleasure. Here's your million dollar ball. What if it was uh, kind of like what if it was kind of like deal or no deal? Like say say it was <laughs> say like you know judge walks up to you and even though you think you might be able to sell it for over a million one point two something like try that, try to lowball you. He walks in and he and he has a check for you for five hundred thousand dollars. Do you do it? Wow, I don't think so, man. I really don't. <laughs> I, I think you know what. I think I'm I'm going to tell him, hey, I'm going to stay open-minded here. I'll let you know what the price comes in at when I sell it to somebody else, and I'll give you a chance to match that price, and we'll go from there. Ooh. At the end of the day, sales slash ball, is coming slash. in, baby. Sales slash is coming in at the end. You want to match that? <laughs> this ball means that much to you. You got to match, you know, Frankie Lasagna on, on online from, uh, you know, Massachusetts if you want this ball. I mean, if, if you if, if the guy if the guy's willing to pay that much, I mean, you know, guy's desperate to have that ball, so you better match that price, dude. If you're Frankie Lasagna, okay, I know I didn't know that. what other name to go with, so I just thought of Frankie Lasagna. If you're Frankie Lasagna, you've got to be buying you got you've got to be buying every single ticket out in left field in Yankee Stadium. You're leaving Toronto, you're going to New York, you're going down to Yankee Stadium tomorrow night, and no one's gonna have a shot to catch that ball because yeah. you own every seat out there. Yeah, like exactly. You need some retribution in your life. 
Uh. <laughs> I'm playing hardball, no pun intended, but give me that check. I need that money. How much time we got here, Slashy? First. Uh, zero. Zero. Okay, cool. I'm going to ask you another question on the other side, and then we're going to dive into my picks. We're going to also go for uh, some Can You Believe It's as well. But make sure this football season you are traveling with the Green Legion because nobody does it better. We're in the 20th year of operation. You want to go to home tailgates? You want to hang out with us down there? Man, we got four-hour tailgates worth $65. All you can eat, all you can drink for four hours. Uh, This weekend, we're going to be out there from 8 to noon uh, because it's a 1 o'clock game leading into the Jaguars. If it's a Sunday night game, it's from 3 to 7. If it's a Monday night game, it's from 3 to 7. You want to come down and party with us. It is a blast. It's a great time. Top shelf alcohol is now available along with Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, Bud Light Seltzers. You do not want to miss out on hanging out with the Green Legion this season. Also, the travel packages still on tap for this season. Chicago, Arizona, Indianapolis, and Houston, as well as the bus trip up to the swamp in New York or North Jersey. It's going to be a great time. Make sure you guys call the office at 215-666-5940 or go to the website, greenlegion.com. Again, we're coming up into our last segment. We're going to do some Can You Believe It's. We're going to do our Friday night picks. And I'm going to ask Slash a question about the Major League Baseball playoffs right here. 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler Bud Light Baseball Brunch right after these messages. Welcome back. Final segment here on this Friday evening. Bud Light Baseball Brunch slash happy hour. Yet again, you're probably going to be drinking some real strong stuff after you watch the Phillies probably today. Because need probably- that La lemonade. That's uh, what look, I need. Uh, you you need a whole six pack of La Costa lemonade if you're watching the Phillies this weekend, and also batting down the hatches because we're looking at rain all weekend long, probably all the way into Wednesday, uh, with Hurricane Ian coming up the East Coast, trying to rain on my parade on Sunday. Slash, I have tickets to the Eagles Jaguars game. I will be rocking a poncho for sure, no uh, doubt about it. It's got to be done. Lame. You know it's not lame. Well, you. You're not, not going to wear a poncho? It is on. Oh, it's on like it's Donkey Kong. You could be sticking like around after the Kong. show? Hell yeah. Well, what am I going to go home and hunker down? <laughs> be out and about. I, I'm going to enjoy the rain. I want to be out. So I got, I got a question here for you, Slash, in regards to the Major League Baseball playoffs. Yeah, hit me. So looking at things, everything's pretty much tied up right now. So what series in the wild card round intrigues you most and what series do you want to see most in the playoffs if you had your druthers and you could see two team two teams face off against one another what would you like to see wow so it's a two-part question so i i I teased it as one but i gave you two are we talking al and nl yes because i think i'm leaning nl and i gotta roll with Damn. What would it be? It would be San Diego. So, Who's uh, You got to fresh my memory. So if I, the I'm season so ended today. With, I'm so confused with the MLB playoff, you know, situation. So if the season ended today, it would be Atlanta and San Diego. It would be I St. Louis okay. versus the Phillies or the Brewers, which if the season ended today and the Brewers continue, they have the bases loaded right now with two outs. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but on the other side, you have the Cleveland Guardians against the Mariners. And then you would have Toronto versus Tampa. That would be those would be the wild card matchups. Yeah. I, I figured it would 
it was going to be San Diego and Atlanta. I, didn't, I just didn't want to, you know, jump the gun in case I was wrong. Atlanta and San Diego, I'd have to go with. I mean, I, I'm going with NL. I mean, that's who naturally I'm going to pay attention more through throughout the season. And both are the Braves are playing impeccable baseball. I can't believe they have a chance to win the division um, after what we've seen the first half of the season with the Mets. But now San Diego's starting to play good too. So I like to see these two hot teams in the playoffs. You know, you got big names on both sides. I think it's going to be a really good wild card. Uh, and I would really like to see both teams, you know, uh, in the bright lights, you know, you know, in October. But unfortunately, one of them's got to go home. Give me San Diego and Atlanta. I think it would be a hell of a series. All right, if you had your druthers, what what would you like to see as far as like postseason series? Wow, we talking World Series matchup? No, 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 it doesn't have to be World Series. It could be any matchup that you want that is feasible. Obviously, you can't sit here and you know, unless you're going World Series, you can't say you know Astros Dodgers. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know that's a lame. We've um, seen that. We've seen that before. Yeah, exactly. Give me Philly's cards, baby. I'm going homegrown. Philly's cards. Yes. Um, I don't, I don't want to see. I mean, that's just me being biased. But Milwaukee making the playoffs would be so boring. They 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 don't they don't have any big names. I, you got Corbin Burns. I, I know they're playing a little bit better than the Phillies. It's not hard to do, but um, the cards are always just fun to watch in playoff time because they always piece it together. I know me and you were talking about this a couple weeks ago on baseball brunch, but the Cardinals always find a way to put everything together in October and they're a fun squad to watch. You have Adam Wainwright, you got Albert Pujols. We're saying this for the 20th year in a row, um, but it never gets old watching those guys. So honestly, I'm, I'm being facetious when I say the Phillies, but just a team in general, I like watching in the playoffs. It's the Cardinals. See, I, I, my wild card matchup that I'm looking forward to seeing is the Cleveland guardians. And the Seattle Mariners, uh, not really? a lot of people, not a lot of people pick the Guardians to get into the playoffs, but that's a Terry Francona managed team. They compete. They always play hard. I don't think that's a team that the Yankees want to see in the second round. Um, but the Mariners, the Mariners coming off of last year, just barely missing out in the playoffs. Yeah. If Julio Rodriguez is there, that's an exciting team. Uh, those two in Cleveland, and that's a, that's a nice ballpark that they have in Cleveland. There's not much that's nice about Cleveland, but I, you know, I do like the Jake. It's a good ballpark, and when I that feel bad stadium, for the Cleveland franchise in general, too. <laughs> well, when that when that when that stadium is packed and it's vibing, uh, we've seen it in the late '90s and you know, like uh, like the late 2000s. Like Cleveland is a good baseball town, and when things are rolling. They're a lot of fun to watch, so I'm looking forward to that playoff series right there. Um, if I had to take my pick of what I want to see, I, I want Houston, New York, in, in the ALCS. I, I, I look at those two. We've we've been there. We we joked around. We've seen that script in 2017, 2019. Um, listen, the Astros won both of those series. Uh, the Yankees were the were the creme de la creme up until the beginning of August in the American League before the Astros took over. Uh, I, I look at it as if this is a coming of age type thing for, for the Yankees. And I'm not saying that they're young by any means, but if you're going to come about and you want to sit here and try and stake your claim that you're this great New York baseball team, you got to go through the best to be the best. And that atmosphere with the Astros going back to Yankee stadium and how much they hate Jose Altuve. Uh, there's going to be trash cans, inflatable trash cans all over the stadium. <laughs> it's going to be must see TV. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But I'm going to give you my picks now for Friday night's action. 
I went one and two again for the second consecutive week slash. So much so that, man, I was an idiot last week when I was looking at my DraftKings sports app. Wow. I picked the game that was played on Thursday night between the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. I did not make that same mistake twice this week. So one and two. I had to give myself an L on that, even though the game was played after we recorded uh, I'm going to go Marlins plus 150 at Milwaukee on Friday night. Sandy Alcantara versus Corbin Burns. Oh, what a matchup. It's last start for Sandy to campaign for the NL Cy Young Award against last year's Cy Young Award winner, even though it should have been Zach Wheeler. I well, Sandy is going to come to pitch tomorrow night. Uh, you know, Burns hasn't pitched that well in the last month or two. Uh, Woodruff has took him back, taken back over that. Uh, that ace role for the Brewers. I'm going to go Sandy here, plus 150. That's a good number to get a pitcher at. Like you have an Sandy. over-under on that? Uh, I think it was six and a half. Is it really? Speaking of, on that. speaking of six and a half, I'm going to take over six and a half. Mets Braves tomorrow night in Atlanta. DeGrom versus Freed. What a matchup. Huge series in Atlanta that should decide the NL East this weekend. I don't see either going deep in this game. Either starter leaving middle relief vulnerable for when both exit. So there might not be a lot of runs put up on the board when those two are going, but when you get into that sixth, seventh, eighth innings where you have to start playing matchups, those teams have high-powered offense. Six and a half is a low number to me. They're going to be able to put up some runs when they get into the bullpens of both teams. And then this is my easy, this is my cookie one. Blue Jays minus 195 at home versus the Red Sox. Alec Manoa versus Nick Pavetta. Socks are toast. The Jays are playing for home field in the wild card round. Pavetta stinks. So I'm looking at, like, even though it's a one-pointer right there, if me and Murph are still playing the game, it's a one-pointer because it's under 200. Minus 195, I'm taking the Blue Jays on the money line. Let's go into some can you believe it's slash. Do you have any for me? The only one I have is that I didn't – I was too stupid to think ahead and, you know, calculate the MLB playoffs. My – Really anticipated series that I would like to see, going back to your question, would be the Braves-Dodgers. Because I think the Braves are the hottest team in the NL right now. And the Dodgers, best team in baseball by far. That would be three consecutive years in the NLCS yeah. with those two. Yep. And that's a, it's a grudge match. It is a grudge match. It's and a it, grudge it was, match. It was fun as hell to watch last year. It would be fun as hell to watch again this year to see the Dodgers can get revenge. But, um, yeah, that's just a little personal. Can you believe it? So I'll it's give fun. you the floor there. All right, I'm going to give you a couple of mine. Chris Bryant has more tweets, 13, <laughs> than games played, 12, in 2022. He earned $182 million this season alone when he signed that big contract throughout the term. What did I say back at the beginning of the season? There was no chance Chris Bryant finishes that contract in Colorado. I would be surprised if he lasts this offseason in Colorado. I don't see him in Colorado again next season. Someone's going to pick up that contract. That was just a way right there for his agent, Scott Boris, to get him paid with a huge contract and then get his ass out of there. That's one of my can you believe it's. And then let's see here. All right. So this is from last week. Going into the bottom of the sixth inning, the Royals trailed the Mariners 11-2. to two. Kansas City then scored 11 runs in the frame and went on to win 13-12. to 12. Entering oh, yeah. entering that day, teams had lost 820 consecutive games when trailing by at least nine runs. 
120 consecutive games. Insane to think about. You put put yourself up there. What do you? I hit the wrong keyboard again. <laughs> I must tell the same. They call they call me big time. You're, you're doing it wrong. I was telling Zach before the show. I'm at my work desk, so I got like three different laptops going on here, and I keep hitting the wrong keyboard. So I did not want to inflate my face there on the uh, on the Streamyard video feed. Look at this guy. I thought you had something like amazing to say. I was like, oh, no. man, he's close. <laughs> no, never have anything amazing to say. But continue. Slash, slash last week of the season here. We had the four games against the Nationals this weekend. We have three in Houston. There's an off day on Thursday. Are the Phillies playing in St. Louis next Friday against the Cardinals in the wild card round? Or is this team going to choke for a fifth consecutive September? Swami says. They're going to choke. I think they're going to choke. It's a recipe for it. I, I mean, Jesus, the the way they break our hearts the last five years, you were talking about their records down the stretch the last couple of years. This one really just puts the dagger in it for me. I, I know it's, you know, recency bias, but the way the schedule lined up for them in the second half of the season, the way they've been playing this team, I really thought had a chance to do something in the playoffs, and they're just folding. They are folding in these last couple uh, uh, series. So I have no... Again, the the uh, the theme of the show today: no room for optimism. They they've given me no optimistic belief, nor sh- you know should I have anything to reach for any optimism. It's just been all negative uh, th- these last couple series. And so there's no. Mike. There's Mike Scott right now making his appearance. Yes, book the trip. He tells me to St. Louis. You know, I'm a big. You, you know me. I. I I, I really like giving people a hard time about movies because you guys you know, want me to watch certain movies that I've yeah. gone almost 37 years on Earth without seeing. But at some point, I'll do it. It's just I continue to just like to piss you guys off. But I love American Pie, and I love the scene where Stifler walks up to Jim and he says, man, you know, you lack confidence. You're one big flopping, and you can finish the term however you'd like to. But that, to me, is the Phillies. They lack confidence. They are flopping. They they are not there right now. They're flopping. They're floundering all over the place. It's just a terrible vibe that they have. To hear how they're talking right now, to hear how they've talked throughout the season, it's night and day. I have no confidence that they are going to be able to turn this around. I'm going to say no. They're too seasoned to be like this. You have so many veterans, successful veterans on this ball club that to to barely falter like this, it's just, it's, there's no excuse for it. I mean, we could go on for another hour about this. I know we were trying to switch it up, but it's just, I don't know how you can be positive about this team right now. I think I would be more confident in this team and their abilities if I've seen it previously. If I've seen it over the course of time, you know, like they, they, they don't say, like you knew, you, you probably didn't know in an 07 that that team was going to do it, but you knew down the stretch in 08 they would, and 09, and then they had the best Vulture. record in 10 and 11. Vulture. Yes, you had, you had something to fall back on. If you look at the context of the careers of these guys right now, it's been nothing but failure for a large portion of all their careers. And I don't see it changing anytime soon. I hope I'm wrong. I hope next Thursday slash I hope we're talking with Murph 
and we're talking about the Phillies going to the playoffs and my flight to St. Louis the next morning. I really hope that's the case. But I just the issue is they're either going to be walking with their tail between their leg, you know, into the offseason or walking with their tail between their leg down to St. Louis. Because if they're getting in the playoffs, they are surely limping into the playoffs. More than likely. Well, that does us that does it for us here for the Bud Light Baseball Brunch family. Like I said, next week we will doing we will be doing a playoff preview or a Phillies funeral. And I'm hoping that it's not a Phillies funeral. But like a 3-1 pitch to Ryan Howard. We are out of here, baby, for Kyle slash the Gobbler Nunamaker. I'm Chris Sack. Thank you all for tuning in and joining us here on this Friday evening. Everybody, pray. Let's go, Phils.